So let's begin on this uh, Tuesday morning as we continue our daily Bible reading. In, uh, and we are in the book of Exodus. We are in Exodus chapter 32. Here's the account of the golden calf. Now, before you go too far, you, you've read enough of the Bible so far now, you and, and you look at this situation and say, how in the world could the people turn away from God? Well, um, that's us. Uh, it, it says in the first verse, it says, and when the people saw, so we do too much based upon what we see, and what we see is but a shadow of of, of what the re- real reality is. What what we see in front of us is our limited picture of, of, of the world, and and um um, God calls us to to live by faith, not by what we see. And and by what we see, uh, you find out our um, um, our finiteness and and our impatience and and how we need things. We we want things right now. Uh, something that that advertisers pick up on right away with us and uh, to get us. You know, you got to have this right now. To wait upon something uh, just doesn't work. But before you get too hard on them, remember back in Genesis chapter three. Think of it, you had Adam and Eve, we had this perfect garden that God had before them, and yet Satan was able to convince them, and they were willing to go along with it, that, well, maybe God didn't have their best interests in mind, and and, and where was God at, and, and did God really say, well, here, the same situation, Moses is up on the mountain for just a, just a short time, and, and even though these people had, had seen God open the Red Sea, and he'd seen God drown Pharaoh's army, and he, they'd seen God bring them out of Israel, and, or out of Egypt, Yet so quickly they turn, and, and uh, that that's so true of us too. So why does it come again? Verse one says the people go by what they saw, um, and then they and then the delay. You know, we want God, and we want God here right now. Patience is not uh, something, or is our impatience is the fact uh, of our lack of trust uh, in God, and they were certainly there too. Uh, and so they come to Aaron. Uh, and isn't it something how we always bring someone else into our sin? Uh, maybe it's kind of akin to, you know, Adam and Eve. When Eve eats from the fruit, she she hands it to Adam and, and wants Adam to join in it too. And then after that, they start to blame one another. That's going to come up here in this chapter in just a second. So what does Aaron say to do? He says, take off the rings of gold. Now, go back a second. You read Exodus. Where did the people get the rings of gold? They were slaves in Egypt. But if you remember, God turned the Egyptians so much favorable towards the people of Israel that when they left, they left with golden rings. They left with jewels and, and things like that. Um, and, and why did they leave that? Because God did it. God made it so the people would would uh, uh, be turned to them and want them to go and, and encourage them to go. Now they're going to take this very gift of God, hmm, this very gift of God, and they're going to turn that into their God. So that's the problem. Uh, in Romans, Paul says, uh, we worship the creation rather than the creator. Um, here's a perfect example of that. So Aaron makes this proclamation. He builds this, gold, he builds this golden calf. A golden calf would have been especially detestable because in that time, that many of the nations that worship false gods would have fashioned something into like a golden calf. So again, um, it's like when your kids come to you and they say that they want to do this, and you say, why? It's because because everybody else is doing it. So here they fall into that same thing as adults. And so Aaron says, tomorrow we shall throw a feast to the Lord. And it's interesting, he uses that word Lord in verse 5, um, uh, kind of claiming, well, this will this will really be worshiping God. We're really worshiping God. We're just doing it in kind of a different way. And again, all these excuses that we make, uh, we fall into it the same way um, and as they did too. So God sees it right away, um, and and this is actually good news. It's like when when God goes to look for Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden uh, after they sin, He doesn't leave them alone. He knows exactly what they're doing. So God is seeing this too. 
uh, and he sees the corruption that they do. And then God does an incredible thing. He looks to Moses and he says, Moses, stand aside. I'm going to I'm going to destroy them, and then I'll make a great nation out of you. Now, what a test this is for Moses. This would have been easy for Moses to say, okay, God, that's right. But yet Moses realizes his position. He's a go-between between the people and God. He's to represent them. He's to have their best interest in mind. This should tell us something about leadership. But also it's a type of what Jesus Christ did for us. Jesus Christ was willing to sacrifice himself on our behalf. Moses had done no wrong in this situation. Um, God has done no, Jesus has done no wrong. And yet he's willing to be that go-between um, and then Moses pleads for the people, implores for the people. Again, similar to what Jesus does for us. Again, think of his words from the cross, Father, forgive them. Jesus is constantly pleading for, for our repentance and, and for God to have mercy upon us. What a, you know, what a great gospel message that is. And he says, first of all, uh, turn your anger aside. Don't let the Egyptians say this is why their God brought them out in the wilderness to blast them. And then he brings up this incredible word or this powerful word, verse 13, remember. And fortunately, God remembers. And remember, I told you, when God remembers, it doesn't just mean it just comes to his mind again. It means he's going to act upon it. And of course, he is. He's not going to abandon his people forever. He didn't abandon Adam and Eve. Yes, they had to suffer the consequences of their sin. We do too. Children of Israel, we're going to read in just a second, are going to have to suffer the consequences of their sin too. But yet God remains faithful to them, and he's going to He's going to, uh, to save them. And so verse 14, it says, And the Lord relented from this disaster. In other words, God keeps his promise to uh, uh, to save them and also to send a, send a Messiah. We're reminded again in verse 16 uh, that Moses is to Moses came down with the writings, uh, so the Ten Commandments. Joshua was there. He hears about that. Remember, Joshua come up partway on the mountain with them. And so uh, when Moses gets down and he sees what the people have done, verse 19, he makes a graphic example of what they're doing. They're literally breaking. Moses throws down the Ten Commandments. They're literally breaking the commandments by what they're doing and that symbol is there, and Moses grinds it up, grinds up that golden calf, puts it in water, and tells tells the people they have to drink it to show how polluted they have become by their actions and, and what they had done. Um, and so uh, uh, God, Moses confronts Aaron, and Aaron does the same thing that Adam and Eve did when God confronted them of their sin. Uh, Lord, it's uh, Mo, or God said, God, Adam said, you know, God, it was that woman that you gave me. He blames woman, and he blames God. Eve said it was that serpent, and, and Aaron says, boy, I just threw all this into the fire, and out came this calf. So uh, the typical uh, thing that we do uh, in blaming others and not taking responsibility for ourselves. So God's anger is taken out on them. Um, they actually go in and they kill some of their, their own brothers. The Levites do. They do um, what God tells them to do. Um, and, and they're set aside. And they've been set aside even before that uh, to do that atonement kind of work. And then, or that kind of work. And then uh, verse 30, it says that Moses now says, perhaps I can make atonement for your sin. And that ought to ring in our ears of exactly what Jesus Christ did for us in a much greater way. Moses is going to go plead before God. Jesus is going to come before God pleading and also offering himself as the sacrifice in their place for their uh, for their forgiveness. Um, and again, Moses does this thing in verse 33, a type of Christ where he says, "Whoever, or, but no, I'm sorry, uh, different. Uh, but the Lord said to Moses, whoever has sinned against me, I will blot out of my book. 
In other words, this is a very serious thing that they have done. They need to turn and come back to God. And God indeed does, and this is kind of interesting, verse 35, send a plague on the people. Oh, what does that remind you of? Exactly what happened in Egypt when they, when the Pharaoh would not turn to God and worship him. He's showing them, you've done the same thing. Open your eyes, turn, come back to me. And we'll read what happens uh, as we get into uh, verse or chapter 33 uh, for tomorrow.